0: Salutations, my friends. Salutations. This is a interesting track, is it not? New rival by Resonata, bringing us in on the human era compilation. I prefer Synthwave. I prefer Synthwave because words can really distort the message. Salutations my friends and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. It's Tuesday which means it's your Instagram live crew day. Uh, Oh, here are my notes. I'll shoot you straight we're only literally next Tuesday is going to be the last time I'm doing Instagram Live for like two weeks, so if you missed this one, make sure you're there uh, next week for it. Because after that, I'm going to say like deuces for a bit and take me some uh, much-needed personal time. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. That's actually a pretty crazy like fire track. I know it sounds silly, but it actually is really good. Maybe I'll use it. <clears> How <throat> you my friends? Uh, wow. Where do I get started? You know, where do I get started? The world's going to hell, uh, for a number of reasons, right? Father's Day just passed. So salutations and happy Father's Day. Feliz Padre Diaz to all of the fathers out there. You know, that plays a huge part of what we talk about coming up here. This, uh, global Luciferian march that took place. Uh, But before that, let me go ahead and do my quick updates, and then I'll fly through these topics, do the intro, and we'll get started. You guys may have noticed, we put the patreon.com forward slash freedom faction link right there. If you guys want to support this operation, I I know everybody's all about, you know, uh, supporting black-owned businesses. Hello, I'm black. Support me. If you guys want to support us, you can do so by joining our Patreon-exclusive program, patreon.com forward slash freedom faction, I will be talking to these people the exclusive members during my break because i can talk to them uh, if you guys want to have conversations get involved in the group chat uh help support this operation and expand what we're doing think about joining our Patreon exclusive member program my Patreon supply is the affiliate i chose for today got maple grove oatmeal i didn't i think uh, one of these days i might bust open one of these bad boys like on uh, on like a live show and just show you guys like what's all going on in there but this plays a huge part in stuff and um, really everything if you want the truth austerity measures that are going to be introduced because of the global food food shortages and things like that uh, diets and so much more so if you don't have food now or you're not working on your diet and getting yourself situated you're, 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 you're not paying attention uh, so I chose my Patriot Supply to be the affiliate for today's transmission because when you have people not wanting to work, when you have everything shutting down, when you have all this racism nonsense going on, uh, black truck drivers afraid to go in their cars because they're in fear of you know being shot or stabbed, the, the, the food supply line breaks down. And we've talked about this. I've made a, a timer on the on the phone like a couple months ago talking about what happened if we didn't get back to work super fast and some of the again socioeconomic and sociopolitical ramifications of not working for two months. so yeah, go ahead and make sure you get yourself some storable goods. Um, you get 10% off working with us. That's, that's, that's really not even for me. That's me just kind of getting my mind around, you know, restraining, conserving, not being, as, uh, not, not, not being as frugal with my cash, not being as flush, but beginning to invest in myself. So if you guys want to talk about that, you're more than welcome to DM me or email me, but I would definitely recommend you guys to do so. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below hand. Uh, so you can get access to it I'll also post it in the story as well uh, because they have amazing air filters that we need to get out there to people and I just feel like I'm not doing my part enough to equip our audience and the people with the tools that they need in order to navigate these crazy times so let me um, let me figure out how I'm going to navigate this We will be having a part two where guests do join us so if you guys have questions and things that you'd like me to answer please save it for that segment you know this past weekend was Father's Day I had a great time I was uh, ai ain't I'm gonna lie to you I was I was drinking whiskey shooting guns in the mountain having a great old time it was awesome hanging out with my fam bam and brothers it's awesome Um, and then prior to that you know I hung out with essentially community members and community leaders and began to develop what would what what could later on be called a youth survival association, um, and so my entire week, my entire weekend was filled doing like productive and healthy things. I know people think that drinking whiskey and shooting guns ain't healthy. Given the amount of work that I'm having to do and the things I'm taking care of, it's extraordinarily healthy for me to be able to de stress and being able to hang out with family does that. But what people have to understand, and this is what I've been talking about time and time again, these are not destroy these are not creators that we're working with. These are not farmers. These are not fishers of men. These are destroyers. These are controllers. These are manipulators. These are deceivers. These are not people that actually want to be generally good people for society. They'll talk. These are degenerate. These are scumbags. Uh, CS Sully 120 says, how do you get involved in your community? Best thing I would do is say, go to your local town, your local village, or your local county, go to the wherever their building is, and then basically just ask them, uh, you have all kinds of different skill sets that you're probably unaware of that they probably do need. And so really all we're really seeing these days is a lack of leadership. If you want to be an impact in your community, go out there, figure what you can do, add that to the discussion, and don't let, don't let uh, outside interests dictate what goes on in your community. It's a very, very interesting question. I hope somebody asks it in the second segment. Uh, but let me go ahead and get started with these topics right here, man. <sighs> I'm trying to talk about just the spiritual and the psycho-spiritual configuration of people today. And I've come up here for like years on end, talking about the degeneracy, the decadence, the wickedness, uh, the scumbaggery, right, the dirtbaggery, all these different things I'm talking about. That's not just fluff. That's not just content. That's not just sensationalism. That's a legit thing. You can go out there, you go see people, you can realize they can't even form like a full sentence. They don't know what they stand for. They fall for everything. They have no real values. This is what I mean by destroyers you may have noticed these statues being destroyed. And I'll talk about that later on in the show. Culture wars, civilization wars. But I've been saying since the entirety of this, since we started seeing it happen, they start tearing down these statues. Your gods are next. And what did they do? They came for Jesus Christ. They came for Mary Magdalene. Notice nobody came after Baphomet though. No, but let me get into this. Let me, let me get into this. Over the weekend, while I was slinging slinging bullets in the mountains, uh, you had a nationwide Luciferian march that rolled out during the solar eclipse on June June 21st, the Ring of Fire. I'm going to be reading from uh, 3corp.net and it talks about, again, that nationwide Luciferian march that took place on June 21st. It says, after crazed leftists tore down virtually every historical statue in America, Satanists may be planning to erect Luciferian statues in their place. The Luciferian march for a one-world government will be held in at least nine U.S. cities on June 21st during the solar eclipse. The marches are intended to create chaos and as it has been speculated by the demonstrators that may even try to erect satanic monuments at existing sites where Confederate and other allegedly racist statues have been torn down. Most of the protests will take place at city capitals and following cities, Jacksonville, Florida, Raleigh, North Carolina, Cincinnati, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Washington DC, Madison, uh, Wisconsin, Buffalo, New York, Niagara Falls, and of course, Salem, Oregon. And if that's not enough, a rare clip is supposed to create a quote, ring of fire in the sky. Now, before I continue on with that, because um, for me, I looked, into, I looked into it, hey man, what, the, what, what did the ring of fire signify? What did this so-called solar eclipse mean? Uh, you know, you can look in astrology, astronomy, cosmology, all that different type of stuff, and it'll tell you that planets are moving and it's a time for cleansing and it's a time for healing, a time for creating a different structure or a different system. While we may not know that language, that does not mean that there are not people actively trying to, to understand these things. Does that make sense? When I tell you that there are uh, Luciferians and Satanists that know the Bible much better than myself or any other Christian theologian that we see watching or listening right now, that's for sure the truth. But take a step back real quick. And this is something I discovered talking about all this stuff on the show, and it just kind of comes to me. I talk about how these people worship an evil prior to existence. They worship that primordial evil. They feel as if they worship the darkness that was here before God said, let there be light. They worship that nothingness, you get me? so when you say you scratch an atheist you get a satanist you begin to get like a a a deeper understanding as to who these people are as to what their operating system is as to what's driving them you get me Gerd says do you believe in god i'd be foolish not to you know the very fact that people believe in lucifer shows that they actually do believe in the christian theology but they're actually consciously choosing luciferianism somebody had to create lucifer nobody ever thinks about that so when I say they worship that primordial evil, that, that darkness that, that was there before the light, these are the people that feel they have a, 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 a spiritual right to dominate, it's a spiritual right to put us back in this cage. So when you have, <laughs> let, me, let me write this correction right here, not a global Luciferian march, a nationwide, oh, we're just becoming satanic in America. When you have this nationwide Luciferian march, for a one world government, on Father's Day, they show no homage to their Lord, to their God, to their, to their earthly father. They show their homage and their tribute to Lucifer, to their true father. That's the symbolism, that's the symbolism inside the symbolism. These, I was about to say these stupid degenerate Satanists, they're not, they're actually very smart. These are the, these are the ones that are going out there. These are the, the useless idiots. They realize that what they're doing, that's why they're tearing down these statues. That's what I mean by the culture wars. civilization wars. Why I say that when they're done tearing down their statues they'll come for your gods next. You see. I'm gonna read a little bit more uh, on this it comes from Paul Farrell over here at heavy.com and it goes on to talk about the Luciferian marches for a one-world government that was planned on June 21st. It says Luciferian marches for a one-world government are planned nationwide on June 21st according to various Facebook groups there is no evidence that the that the marches are legitimate now what's important about this is again what i was trying to illustrate right there the one world government headed by who their father the devil by lucifer this is a very very interesting notion because we're literally mixing pol- politics with spirituality but let me let me continue on with this thought process of breaking down this deconstructivism this this creation of the New World Order. We talk about it over here on the show all the time. The destruction of the Old World Order so that they can bring forth the New World Order. This is why we are that generation in transition, why they're saying transhumanism, transgenderism, trans-trans-everything is because we are the last naturally born humans. Sounds silly, doesn't it? Well, you see what they're trying to do with this vaccines this that and the third good lord we are truly the natural the last naturally born humans so l- let me get back into this the spiritual force political operating system of the people that we're going up against these are these these, these 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 are not liberals these are not leftists these are extremists you get me these are ex- uh, extinctionists ext- uh, extremists what i would consider racists not even racists man they're e-racists they don't care you get me Like these are, (laughs) when I'm coming up before you guys a couple weeks ago talking about uh, what resource Sam says right there, Generation Z, the Gen Z rebellion, Zebellion, the fact that they're driven by discontent and malaise, they don't care. This is that, these are those people I'm talking about, the apathetic, nihilistic, suicide spirit that borderline have this, uh, this, this, this need, this compulsion to end their existence. And by doing so, like a kamikaze bomber they're taking us with them and that's why we have to call this out it's very scary because you're seeing them take so many people with them being wrapped up in this mind control but we but we just have to realize that this is this is not us this is not us this, there's something else to do in this let me uh, read this article right right quick from Curtin uh, Curt Nemo over there at Sons of Liberty media it talks about year zero in America and how pulling the down statues is only the beginning but think about this real quick. Year zero, year zero, no more, okay? You see them, that's, that's, what they're trying to do is erase history. They wanna erase history so they can control the present or manipulate the present to control the future. See Sully 120 says, are they going to kill us? They want you to kill yourself. That's why you have, unfortunately, and I know this might sound a little bit racist. This is why you have rich white liberal yuppies over here controlling uh, impoverished poor black people telling them, hey, you have the power. Here's the 20 bucks that I owed you, or here's the 20 bucks, blah, 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 blah. It's very, 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 controlled. They want you to kill yourself. Uh, but again, this is why we'll be answering questions in the next segment. Let me read this. It talks about, uh, again, pulling down statues and how it's the, eraser, the erasing of history. These are not racists. These, are, these are, are, are e-racists. It goes on to say that I bet most Americans don't know who Pol Pot was. Pol Pot was a Marxist leninist a student of Mao, and the General Secretary of the Communist Party of Kampucha from 1963 to 1981. He turned Cambodia into a one-party dictatorship. He dreamed of converting his country into an agrarian socialist society he believed would evolve into a communist society. In order to to realize that objective, millions were forced to toil in the countryside, quote, bad elements, end quote, new people, intellectuals, government officials, Buddhists, shopkeeper, disfavored ethnicities were either worked to death and rural collectives or executed outright. Between 1975 and 1979, it is estimated that 1.5 and 2 million people, nearly qu- nearly a quarter of the population lost their lives. The Khmer Rouge made Maximilian Robespierre uh, rub and the Committee of the Public Safety during the French Revolution look like amateurs by way of comparison. Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge called their terror campaign waged against civilization Year one, the idea that culture, heritage, religion and history must be utterly destroyed to make way for a communist vanguard and the implementation of a revolutionary culture. In China and Russia, similar revolutions resulted in the death of around 100 million people. The Nazis came in a distant second, they murdered, they, they murdered a paltry 16 million people. So what they're trying to say right there is that communism quite frankly, is worse than Nazism. If you just want to boil it down, it goes on to talk more and more about it um, and about other Marxist groups that are operating here in America. But what I'm trying to talk to you about right now is how we're in that very same wave. I just had on, I guess, uh, Craig Fitzgerald to talk about the history of communism, modern Marxism, the subversion of the West. And is that not very true? Is that not what we're seeing right now? These people don't truly care about black lives, no. But they realize that this is a movement that can be co-opted to carry out agendas that they deserve, that, 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 that they prefer. You see, that's why these, these these tearing down of the statues. What's that got to do with George Floyd? You, you you see what I'm saying? The things that are going on right now. It's it's because they're trying to pre- continually extreme things, continually push things, push it as hard as they can, as far as they can. You see here speaking of blm let's go ahead and get this clip up uh we posted this start of this week it's of uh, lord jamar talking about how george soros owns black lives matter real talk
1: and i'm not no black lives matter supporter like you're not um, no absolutely why not because it's not our movement this is a movement that was given to us by you know george soros and his boys um because they saw how things were going and they didn't want it to go back to the 60s to where we start having our own organic movements. That was a big problem for them. So let's give the people a movement that we can control. We'll provide them the leaders and all of this type. And um, yeah, that's what Black Lives Matter is. Look at the leaders of Black Lives Matter. Are there leaders of Black Lives Matter? Who? These lesbian women. We're trying to incorporate, you know, LG, whatever the letters are. Incorporate those, their concerns into black people's concerns. Go to the website. Look it up. Google wow. George Soros and Black Lives Matter. See what comes up. Let's look it up. Okay. Um, and uh, And, you know, y'all out there, George Soros is a... Multi billionaire down with, you know, some of the twelve he raised, richest people in the He world. raised a hundred million dollars. Yep. the Black Lives Matter Coalition. The funding comes in addition comes in addition to more than thirty-three million grants from top Democratic Party donor George Soros. Okay, here we go. Okay, so the Yeah. White rich white people have historically financed some of this stuff. Some of it, not all of it. Which was you know what me? Me. I mean? Was... And that was more guilt money rather than Fair control money. See, this started at the impetus of the whole. This is control money. This is not, oh, I feel bad for what we've done as white people. You came to my house and shamed me. And now I'm going to cut you a check. You know what I mean? <clears throat> That's not what that is about. That's about, let us give you a movement that we can control. Use certain symbolism from... <clears throat> the original civil rights movement, like the black, you know, red, black, and green, all these different symbols, we're going to incorporate that, but only it's going to be a movement that we control, we decide what the messages are, we decide what the slogans are, you know, what happened to no justice, no peace, uh, you know, no peace, no justice, now it's uh, hands up, don't shoot, I can't breathe, and all these negative affirmations that, you know, who made that?
0: Yeah of you know me. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Shit. I ain't about to put my hands up. You're gonna have to shoot me. Most I'm a guy on my feet. Um, you know, just hearing Lord Jamar talk about that, it made me just think about what MLK said since we're talking about Black Lives Matter and stuff. He said, I fear I've integrated my people into a burning house. I fear I have integrated my people into a burning house. That Malcolm X went on to go and said say, only a fool would let enemies would let his enemies educate his children. So, Lord Jamar, you're a thousand percent correct. This is not our movement. This is not a movement. This is a corporate revolution, for sure, for sure. Yeah, hey, you're you're handing out money, paying people to have your views. That's foolish. Foolish. When I get up over here at the start of the year and get frustrated that I'm not being paid enough to be to be honest, that's, that's me being like completely transparent. No one's paying me other than my exclusive members, which I would recommend that you guys join. But this is it. This is that culture war, a culture of empowering, of self-empowerment, not handouts. Hey, pay me. Pay me because you need to feel guilty X, Y, and Z. That's foolishness. That's degeneracy. Let me continue on. I want to speak a little bit about, um, because we were talking about deconstructivism year one, uh, we read that article. I want to talk a little bit about how this lawlessness is going to summon this authoritarianism and how I don't want to become what we're we're essentially fighting. When I talk about (coughs) this deconstructivism, you have operations like Black Lives Matter literally destroying any other progress that we have actually made in race relations, uh, co-opting it for extremist purposes. The deconstructivism that's taking place is for us to have any existing religion, uh, lineage, history, culture, any of that, tear that down. Whenever you see those weird kind of images of the future in like Hollywood predictions and we're all bald-headed in in Kanye West clothes, right? All looking the same like robots. This is what they want. This is cancel culture. This is all we're talking about. But they're starting with race, you see. We could talk about culture vultures for sure. It's a very real thing. Uh, star Swaggerjackers and a very real thing, but w- w- what I'm trying to talk about to drill this down is the fact that they don't want anything. They don't want people to have connection to their history, to their lineage, to to anything that's going on. They want to be able to rewrite this. Like I, I, I'm not doing a good enough job explaining this, so I'm going to have to move on and bring and, and, and come back to this. But people have to understand that what we're experiencing right now, these are not these are not the left. This is not the right. This is not liberalism. These are radical extremists. These are accelerationists that want to hurry up and end their lives and they want to take us with them. Now, how does that tie into the lawlessness summoning authoritarianism? Before we got to this position that we're in right now, like a couple seasons back, I remember doing an episode talking about trumping in the technocracy. That's exactly where we're at right now. The only problem is we will not control the technocracy. The technocracy is going to be those multinational corporate boards dictating to us what policy is? What the culture is? What we're allowed to do? The lawlessness that you see right now—it's being deliberately created so they can exacerbate the situation to bring forth uh, uh, to bring forth more National Guard, so they can disappear people, so they so they can do all these things. Like I want to play for you guys real quick this clip of the uh, police in Seattle dismantling the chop—I think is what it is, uh, East Seattle or the Capitol Hill. Autonomous Zone, yeah right there, Uh, DC police start clearing Autonomous Zone protesters. I think this is in Washington, DC. But they want to be able to have these type of clips out there so they can say, oh look at how fascist, look at how authoritarian, look at how demonstrous the ruling party is when the very same people who are carrying out these, 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 these despicable acts are doing this for a deliberate reason to summon forth that response. And I've been saying this since the entirety of Trump's presidency. He won't become the dictator, bro. It's the person that comes after him that will be. You have to really think about that. All the powers they're allowing Trump to have, they're not for Trump. He wants to, he, he's trying to play like, oh, I'm not, th- I'm not that person, yes yeah, sure, or whatever. It's not for Trump, it's for what what comes after. You think about all the authoritarian power we've seen just come right up, up, up until this point. They get that man out of office, what's gonna happen next? So here, uh, let me play for you guys real quick this clip uh, DCP, DC police clearing out the autonomous zone, uh, and I'll talk over it while it's playing. You know, it's crazy. As I, uh, I was watching some of those documentaries on Amazon Prime from G. Edward Griffin, and he was talking about the subversion of the West, the subversion factor. You know, and and. And what we're seeing—the Bolshevik Revolution and all this other stuff—I want to, I want to, I'm going to rewatch it before I come and talk to you guys about it. But this is exactly what we're seeing right here. Uh, and I know we already all know this to a degree, but to just see the, per, but to to see the technique kind of perfected in our own time and deployed uh, to the masses is just nuts. You know, to have a, to have a a a, a small select group of people organizing the masses to carry out in such a disgraceful way so that that, 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 they, so that they can get those clips, so that they can get those pictures, so they can get this this narrative going. That's the same thing I've been saying with uh, Chaz CHOP, however you want to look at it, the Capitol Hill Occupied Protest area, however you want to look at it, that's a dry run. That's a recruiting event. That's there to be the first installment of what's to come, you see. Let me read a little bit a little bit of this article and then I'll get back into uh, I'll get back into the topics. It says police in Washington on Wednesday or on Tuesday were seen clearing the streets around the White House after protesters tried to set up an autonomous zone on Monday evening. Some protesters had set up tents and food distribution areas around 8th Street and 16th Street, known as Black Lives Matter Plaza near Lafayette Square. Riot police were seen telling protesters to leave while moving in a line. The police were heard telling the demonstrators and occupiers to, quote, move back and move back. President Donald Trump on Monday warned demonstrators who try to take down federally owned statues that they will face prison terms. Quote, I have authorized the federal government to arrest anyone who vandalizes or destroys any monument, statue, or such federal property in the U.S. with up to 10 years in prison, per the, U- per the Veterans Memorial Preservation Act, or as such other lawyers that may be pertinent. He wrote in a statement so what this is if you if you ask me what this is going to do this is this is creating statism there's no other way to say it this is going to create this uh hardcore we're seeing it right now this uh resurgency in americana but it's going to create like the almost extremist american view to where people are going to be beyond patriotic they're going to become authoritarian that's what i'm saying this lawlessness is going to summon this authoritarianism with, with, with Americana undertones. And I guess I'm just very cautious of what's gonna happen, of what's, what that's gonna be like. That's what I mean. Trying not to become what we're fighting, holy crap. I think everybody can understand like over the course of coronavirus in 2020, there has been a massive shift in consciousness, a massive shift in approach, a massive shift in everything that's going on. And for someone like myself, I'm I, I keep having to pull myself back saying, good Lord, I don't, I don't, we're about exposing the Illuminati, we're about exposing this new world order, we're about exposing the left-right paradigm, I don't want to get caught up in this nonsense, I don't want to become what we're fighting, but be, but, but whenever I literally see such lawlessness, such chaos, and just total bedlam, my life don't mean shit, when I'm seeing this, all I can really do is think, well, I, I, I guess I have to start taking care of myself. I guess I have to start looking out for myself and that's a very dangerous thing. I don't, I, I, I don't think I'm able to explain this in the appropriate way. This is what I mentioned earlier this week uh, to you guys, you know, that we are moving from the realm of theory into the reality. Well, what, what was it? Yeah, there you go. The realm of theory to the world of reality. Um, Coming into this, I consider myself like a theorist, somebody that just kind of puts down all this information, looks at it, compiles it, breaks it out, puts it out there. But this is no longer theory. It's no longer a theory that there are now militant Satanists. Put an article up just the other day about a uh, <laughs> army soldier giving classified info into a satanic neo-Nazi group. Yeah, there are now militant Satanists. Mm-hmm. There are pedophiles trying to groom your kids. Yeah, for sure. You know, they're poisoning the water. Monsanto's going to trial because they're poisoning the food. Yeah, for sure. This is no longer theory. That's the crazy thing. This is now our reality. So we've got to ask ourselves, what are we going to do? Are we going to allow for this to take place? Are we just going to allow for pedophiles to covertly infiltrate schools and say this is a great idea? Are we going to allow for Satanists to say, hey, religious freedom, your God is dead. My God is alive. Are we going to allow for this this, this total inversion of reality, this loss of logic, this 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 destruction of reason. You see. So I I, I think like while I well theoretically I understand what's happening, but I guess I just worry because I don't want to seem like I'm becoming some vindictive. Just, just I don't. Who are we to judge somebody who sins differently? You get me? There's so much evil and so much stuff going on. Some of it has to be allowed, but we can't. We can't be the arbiters of that. We can't be the judge, jury, and executioner. I hope this I hope this makes sense to you guys. While I see what's going on, I think I worry because what's gonna be required of us is not, definitely not what I signed up for, but it's gonna change us into somebody that I'm not sure we'll be able to come back from. And that's what I worry about. I don't want to become what we're fighting. You know, I, 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 do, I, I feel everybody can be saved. And I feel that the truth will set people free. I feel like, that there are a lot of common grounds that can be met but because we're in this hyper-polarized society in times like this a lot of people don't want to listen to reason and so when you have a lot of people that have been radicalized or delusional or again just don't want to listen to reason they they can't hear it or you trigger them what do you do with people that have delicate sensibilities like this? What happens when people literally don't know how to calm themselves down? Like again we should not be talking about racism we should not be tearing down statues we should not be doing all this stuff. In a time where we essentially got traumatized for multiple months on end, we should be trying to talk about healing. And what did we do? We went straight to destruction. This this further perpetuated the destructive path that we were already on. People talk about, oh, I don't wanna go back to normal. It's like, so this new normal is okay with you? Where where we hate everything, where we wanna tear down people, where, where there's no hope, this is okay for you? I get it, oh, the new normal never worked for anybody. Well, how about people stop trying to clunk cozy up to the system and create something different? That's the problem. This isn't that new normal. This is again, that, that, that corporate culture that's been given to you. This corporate culture that says, put your mask on, tear down everything. Think about this, people. People really don't see this. That's what's so dangerous about this, is, is, is the fact that we are being paid to destroy our history and our lineage because we ain't got shit else to do. Upwards of 46 million Americans ain't got jobs right now. So what else do they do? Destroy themselves. I don't got time to sit up over here and destroy myself. I'm too busy trying to help other people live. But you see, because we've engaged in this scumbag, degenerate, wicked behavior where it's okay to just throw your life away because, well, you know, fuck it. This is, this is lunacy. None of this makes sense. And the fact that you have, again, the blind leading the blind, where do you think that's going to go? I'm I'm ranting. This is what I mean by the lawlessness summoning the authoritarianism. We are not meant to try to unravel this ball of yarn. It'll leave you lead you nowhere but destruction and confused. The only thing you can do is quell it, put it in its place, put it on a shelf. When I said uh, last year that as evil evolves, righteousness must rise to quell it. This is the type of stuff I'm talking about. I just I guess. I guess I'm just frustrated because I've already done some stuff that kind of makes me scratch my head thinking, what the fuck are you doing? And I know that's the only the start of what's what's gonna go on. If I could tell you guys the kind of conversations I'm having right now with 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 the community, with businesses, with politics, with just like famous people that ain't even here, man, it's crazy. Okay. So when I'm telling you that I don't want to become what we're fighting, it's very true. <clears throat> Um, While I use this time to get reconfigured, I want to go ahead and say, join our Patreon exclusive membership program, patreon.com forward slash freedomfaction We'll be talking about China as the blueprint for ushering in the new world order The technocracy, the corporatocracy, what I was just breaking down to you guys about how China is the model this is why I had such a problem with us trying to mimic them whenever it came to the coronavirus. We are not a communist country. You can't try to lock us down like that and not expect backlash. In a, in a in a country like China, I'm sure that a little bit more compliant, they would go along with it, blah, 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 blah. Don't disrespect the communist party. But over here, you're obviously gonna have backlash, especially in a, in a time like this where we're hyper-polarized. We have not seen this level of political divide and discourse some people are saying since the Civil War. That's why they're saying 34% of Americans are expecting a civil war to break out in the next couple of years, which is also why the Pentagon came out with there's a billion documents saying that within the next five years, they expect for there to be just that, civil war, unrest, destabilization. And that's why we take the time to look at these things because we're putting all these, these data points in perspective. We're saying, good Lord, why are all these things happening? But the topic is this, China being used as the blueprint to usher in the new world order, you know, with things like the AI takeover, the cash society, the social credit score system, you know, the one child policy, the fact that there won't be religion outside of the state, this should terrify everybody. This should terrify everyone. I don't have any clips here to play for you of uh, the social credit score. I forget like how many millions of people have been like denied plane access and bus access and applying for home loans college entrances and stuff like that it's a it's, it's a literal system it's the mark of the beast style system they want to use china as a blueprint because for sure they are a much more compliant population i guess part of me like uh, part, part of me i think part of me is hoping that we'll just wake up you know or eventually after this this stuff just kind of passes Uh, China embraces freedom, they have like a consumerist or productive like revolution where they get over communism and then they embrace all these like great, great things and then they become like the apple of the eye of the world and then produce all this amazing wealth I think that's what I would hope, but part of me knows that that won't happen the communist party won't allow for such a such wealth, you see um, if you guys listen to the episode I did with Craig Fitzgerald, where we talk about the history of communism, that was one of the questions I asked him: is that handoff between the Soviet, the Soviet communist branch, and the Chinese communist branch, and why why it kind of seems different? And he tells me, "Well, EJ, the only reason it seems like they're more free is because of the corporate involvement." You see, McDonald's is in is it China has McDonald's, Russia has McDonald's. But they still have their 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 uh, nation structure. They still have their political structure. The corporates that they are the corporations that they actually uh, b- bring over, right? That's the easiest thing to say is freedom that they have. They're we're able to export freedom through these corporations that other nations adopt. But they have to operate, however they choose to, in those lands. I, I hope that makes sense. But here, let me read this article real quick and then I'll continue on to talk about um, uh, China being the blueprint for the new world order and the social credit score system and all this stuff. And I'll talk about this too uh, this week on the podcast episode because it plays a huge part uh, in literally why we started everything we did. This comes from Katie Canales via Business Insider but they reposted it over there Technocracy News on June 22nd. It says, a new autonomous city planned for remote techies from Silicon Valley. And before I go on reading this, people have to know that like almost four years ago, four or five years ago, uh, I did two series. One that was called the Autonomous Society and one that was called Building the Matrix. I'm sure you guys can understand based on the titles, what it was. Um, I would recommend that you guys go find it, but because we talk smack about David Hogg being a gun control plant designed to take people's guns, YouTube thought that was a great reason to strike our account away, and so they took away at least four years worth of content. But again, if you guys join our exclusive membership program, you can get access to that. So four years ago, I did a four-part, or I did a, a, a multiple series on the technocracy, on the Autonomous Society, on the Building the Matrix concept. And in that series, you guys actually hear me talk about while we're fighting over race and religion and all this other nonsense, the technocrats are going to break away in civilization, siphoning off resources uh, to create their perfect civilization. While we're bickering over race and creed and all this other nonsense, robots are coming. Mark my words, they're coming. I said that four years ago, fast forward to where we... Shucks, six years ago, sorry, I was... Numbers are all off. Six years ago, fast forward to where we're at now. This is why I have no time for hatred. This is why I have no time for racism. This is why I have no time for any of these things because we were talking about a anti-human, anti-God agenda. Let me read this now and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll connect it to what's going on with the smart cities, the technocracy, the corporatocracy and more. It says Uber executive Ryan Respesky is looking to build a private politically autonomous city that would accept the anticipated exodus of Silicon Valley tech workers who are now remote since corporate offices have shuttered. As The the Telegraph's Margie Murphy reports, Wispeski wants to use cash from the 200 million sale of his electric bike company, Jump, which he sold to Uber, into developing a plan for such a city. Quote, more and more people can work remotely and are not tied to existing cities. So there is a demand to create new places for them to live with new regulatory frameworks," Rospesky told The Telegraph. There isn't a location attached to the project just yet, but Rospesky is in contact with urban planners, including those at the the Charter City Institute. He hopes to eventually leverage his connection with Silicon Valley Insiders to make his vision a reality. A charter city would entail working on a so-called host nation that would designate land for development in exchange for an economic boost. They would give the okay for the city to operate independently. Charter cities are the concept of a seasteading as a whole uh, have seen a resurgence of interest from Silicon Valley during the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, according to a separate Telegraph report. Seatsteads are permanent politically autonomous floating cities that would operate on international waters free from government oversight and taxes. As more tech companies embrace work from home policies and offices remain closed, employees are allowed more freedom to relocate relocate for the foreseeable future. As it is, surveys have suggested that many tech workers are interested in leaving San Francisco Bay Area for less dense locales, speeding up a quote, urban flight from the region cities. But others may simply relocate within the valley and the surrounding areas like some in San Francisco who are snatching up real estate in the wine country north of the city. So in layman's terms, what they're saying is they're trying to figure out a way or they're trying to figure out a space for all the techies in Silicon Valley to evacuate to. So with COVID-19, people not wanting to live in the cities, deal with us disgusting humans, right? They want to try to figure out a way to where they can take the best and the brightest, the technocrats, the social engineers, all these different type of people, take them away from society so they can manipulate society. At the start of the year, when we saw 14, uh, 1,400, over 1,400, yeah, I think it's over 1,400 CEOs leave their posts from uh, from from Under Armour, to uh, uh, Victoria's Secrets, to all these other crazy places, right? We were wondering, good Lord, why are these people leaving? Well, does this make sense? They're leaving to set up the infrastructure as pioneers for other people to go to. I hope that makes sense. If you guys scroll down on this post, you'll see me talk about how uh, things like Chop, Asgardia, Neom, and more, we've all seen different types of breakaway civilizations take place. Uh, for people who are unfamiliar with Neom, is it's a state, it's a size out in Saudi Arabia, 33 times the size of New York, being put together by Prince Mohammed bin Salman. The idea is to create a smart city where you have uh, driverless cars, autonomous vehicles, robots delivering everything, uh, drone delivery, uh, all, all all kinds of crazy stuff. Okay, that's just with Saudi Arabia. Asgardia, for longtime listeners who are familiar with this. This is that breakaway civilization, the first space nation. You guys can type it up, look into it, hashtag Asgardia. They already have applicants. They have different people from all over the world coming together to create just this, a new space nation akin to what the people over here at Silicon Valley are doing. Now, let me give you a more rudimentary or a more basic version of what's going on, right? We just had the Chaz, Chop situation go down. The, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone or the Capitol Hill Occupy Protest, right? Where you had a bunch of people just rush over to some place and say, this is ours, we're declaring it, these are our laws. Now that's a shitty version of a breakaway civilization, but it's to give you again that, that image of what we have to work with. What I'm trying to explain to you guys in a weird way is we're seeing that splintering and that fracturing of society right now. We are per- we currently, we're in mainstream society. Right now, we are <laughs> right now we are in a traditional civilization, and when you have people saying they want to do all these things, the easiest way I can describe it is a splintering and a fracturing in society. Um, <laughs> and I'll have to figure out how to break that down even more so. But people have to understand with this social contract that we're in right now in the society that we have, we're going to have to abide by certain rules. When these people create breakaway civilizations, they're creating new social contracts, new social structures, new breakaway civilizations. What do you, again, what do you, why do you think we're using the term technocracy, corporatocracy? There will be only transhumans in the technocracy, no normal humans. Normal humans will be in mainstream society or will be doing something, something similar to what's going on right now. What they want for the future though, is why they're breaking away now. So when I talk about um, when I talked about Zebelian a couple weeks back and how the Pentagon ran war games back in 2018 for the Gen Z rebellion, using Bitcoin to break away from civilization and then beginning to create an infrastructure so powerful that they could take over institutions and rob resources from governments that had uh, larger geopolitical impacts. This is the type of stuff I'm talking about. You get me? This is the type of stuff that we're talking about. They're pushing. Or not necessarily pushing, they're projecting. They're predicting. They're able to see all of these different things that we're talking about and put it out there. You see. So how does this tie into the original thought of China being the blueprint for ushering in the New World Order? China wants to try to figure out how can it, how, how can it maintain society? but not go through that hardcore, transformatic process of becoming a technocracy. That's why they're the blueprint. You know, they still want to be able to have normal humans. They don't want to have trans-humans. They don't want to be doing all this other extreme stuff. Right? Go so, well. Uh, can you guys see me? It just... Uh, it just shut down for a second there. Nothing? Okay. China has the blueprint for ushering the New World Order. You know, whenever I try to have Craig on and talk about that handoff from the Soviet Union into um, China, I was wondering, how did that happen? How did China essentially become our generation's modern communist party? It was because of the corporatism. And growing up, I think everybody already understood that we were one of the major consumers of the world. China was one of the biggest uh, producers of the world. We went to China because they had cheap labor. They had horrible working conditions. They were willing to do all this different type of stuff, this, that, and the third. Now, uh, over the course of like a 50 to 60 year time period, they've made themselves an economic powerhouse. There was an excellent article over there at the Epoch Times that I wanted to go over where it talked about how China's new economic power threatens the structure and the stability of the modern world. When we talk about at least 80% of our pharmaceuticals coming from China, we don't even make our own drugs. The fact that we're about to have like this 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 the fact that you have china having a conflict with india we won't be able to we won't be able to shift our production to india to have to take care of things you've got to understand you see so them being the blueprint for new world order is how can they consolidate as much power as possible soft power but at the same time uh, but at the same time have retain all their strength i see people over here uh, in the comment mentioning how China is involved with Africa, right? I forget like the exact number, but a couple years ago they said, hey, here's a couple billion dollars tax-free, no strings attached. And we already know it's got the strings attached. What was the string? They gave them that money so that they could build up the infrastructure of China. Sad truth is now there's there's some obscure videos. You might be able to find them, Uh, but after developing some of the land in China or some of the land in Africa, China began to import people into Africa and began to kick out people from Africa. This is the sophisticated manipulation that's going on. So rather than coming off as if they're humanitarian trying to develop nations, right? What they're really doing is expanding the Chinese empire. I hope that makes sense to you guys. So them being the blueprint for the new world order, how can they export communism and get other nations and other states' peoples to get on board? That's why all these communists that we have here in America, they're gonna be the first ones to go. If these are the traitors willing to turn on their own people, they're not gonna be a part of the, the inner sanctum of the communist party. They're gonna be the first ones lined up against the wall, shot in the head, dead, because nobody's got time for a traitor. But that's what they want. That's why when you have radical elements of either side of the, pol- of, of, of the political spectrum working to destroy the country from within, from within inside of us, they're literally doing the, the dirt of their foreign controllers. I think it was underneath, I think it was underneath like, some people said that it was underneath uh, Clinton and Obama that deals with the Chinese were so, were so good, it was like so transparent that they considered the White, the White House like a revolving door. People could walk in, into the White House with a bag full, of a suitcase full of money Walk right into the White House. Ask for the code keys, secrets. Ask for old, you know, ask for old military equipment. Ask for old plans, old, old stuff. Give them the money, and then they just buy us out. And that's what happened. Because money doesn't mean a thing for these people over there. They, that's why everything's so cheap. They'll just buy us out. And that's why we don't. Why 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 we have nothing. Why we value nothing. Why everything's gone. We don't produce anything. Whatever we do produce, we sell, or it's stolen. You see. But I want to read this real quick, read a little bit more about this on this, um, this concept of China being the blueprint for ushering in the one world order. And one of the things that I had tied down right here that is just mind blowing to me that we're even having to discuss it as a whole. You know, um, one of the things I was talking about with China and how they're the blueprint is the one child policy. Um, and how people know that that has had a devastating effect on the population. Now, I'm trying to figure out how to connect this while at the same time looking for this article about Harvard advocating for the for the abolition of the family. It's 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 mind-boggling man. That's how you know none of this None of this comes from somebody who is normal, healthy, wholesome, decent, has a family, you know, job, life, everything going for him What we're talking about literally comes from the pits of hell. You know, this is this is all demonic teachings, demonic policies. You know, all you could say, oh well, this 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 is where environmentalists and climate change activists and all these other people are going to come from. There's too many humans already. We need to abolish the family. That way, we can get government involved in population control it's like what the it's like are you serious this is the level that we're in right now this is the level that we're in Um, so I'm having a hard time trying to find this article finding one (laughs) amongst 14,000 is a little bit difficult I unfortunately did not plan this one as much as I had uh, I had wanted to but the article basically goes over how uh, elements of Harvard are putting together a plan to try to abolish the family. You know what? I don't think I don't think I'm gonna find it, and I don't want to waste too much of you guys' time scrolling uh, for this article. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna find it. Oh, but I want to keep scrolling. Okay, yeah. I don't. Oh, found it. Found it. <laughs> it was on Cinco de Mayo. Uh, We put this up on the 5th of May. It's from Signs of the Time. It says, to save the children, Harvard Magazine calls for the abolition of the family. I'm just not woke enough for this, you know? I guess I'm just not woke enough to think, well, I came from my mom and dad, shucks. I I guess I'm just not woke enough for this. But this is, again, part of the blueprint for the new world order, population control, right? I forget, uh, I think it's Scott Ryan, one of the Democratic presidential candidates last year talked about or was asked the question, hey, what is government going to do for, um, it's like family management or whatever term they used and he said, well, I think at every level throughout a child's life, government should be involved with the development of family and I thought to myself, wow think of the brazen level the, think of the pride and the hubris and the arrogance of this person to think that they could walk inside your house and tell you how to live your life this is ridiculous. Let me read this article. Like I said, it comes from Times of the time they put this up May 5th. And it says, after he left the presidency of Harvard University, Derek Bach offered this anatomy of the soul of the American high, higher education today. Quote, universities are like riverboat gamblers and exiled royalty. The desires are never satisfied. But Harvard Magazine has now upped the ante, going far beyond the insatiable desire for mere money. The May-June 2020 edition of the magazine calls for the abolition of the family. Not in those words exactly, of course, given the, bo- given the bad odor the phrase is acquired. Quote, the abolition of the family is quote, arguably the most infamous demand of the Communist Manifesto, written by Marx and Engels, but total totalitarianism by any other names still destroys the family, and this appears to be the intention of the article. Written by Aaron O'Donnell and appearing on the Harvard-linked website of Harvard Law Professor Elizabeth Barth- Bartholet, the article titled, quote, the risks of homeschooling, announces with great alarm that a rapidly increasing number of American families are opting out of sending their children to school, choosing instead to educate them at home. Homeschooled kids now account for roughly three to four percent of the school-aged children in the United States. Good job. A number equivalent to those attending charter schools and larger than the numbers currently in parochial schools. What could be more horrible than parents educating their own kids? For Harvard Magazine, apparently not much. For Bartholet, homeschooling, quote, may homeschooling not only violates children's rights to a meaningful education and their right to be protected from potential child abuse, but may keep them from contributing positively to a democratic society. Oh my God. Given just how evil Barthelay finds homeschooling to be, her, quote, solution to this perceived problem isn't unexpected. She, quote, recommends a presumptive ban on parents educating their own children. Along with a lack of uniform national regulations governing homeschooling, argues Bartholet, parent-children instruction can quote isolate children from whom? I'm not sure. Did you get that right there? You you, you get that? We've got to ban parents from educating their kids. What did I just say? Talk about Malcolm X? Only a fool would let the enemy educate his kids? because they know exactly what it is. You see, in the satanic world, being normal, being human, having a family, that's bad. In this anti-human, anti-God agenda that they're trying to deploy out of, us thinking for ourselves, doing for ourselves, creating for ourselves and others, that's the terrorist, that's the most terroristic thing you could do. Like Hillary Clinton said, fighting for your freedoms, that's what domestic terrorists do. Why would you do that? You see the satanic inversion do you see why all we can really truly do is resist what these people are putting out there? I was going to talk about the massive shift in consciousness. Maybe I'll bring it up in the next segment. Different ways to elevate our consciousness, clearing out inner trauma, and more. Maybe I'll bring that up in the second segment. But unfortunately, the timer just dropped down. It tells me that I got about a minute, or a minute or so left. This shit is nuts. There's nothing else to say. I get frustrated when I swear and I start... Rib- I get frustrated, but this is what we're talking about. You've got Harvard advocating for the abolition of the family. You've got wild extremist protests that have evolved or devolved into tearing down statues. This isn't even about George Floyd anymore. This is what I mean by lunacy. This is what I mean by radicalism. This is what I mean by extremism. And this is why all we can really do is stay vigilant and pull back. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be having up. You guys on guests. Uh topics. Answering your questions and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this.
2: Hear what I say, we are the business today, fuck shit is finished today, RT and J, we the new PB and J, we dropped the classic today, we did a tablet of asses today, lit joys with the matches and ashes away, we dash away, Donna and Dixon, the pistol is laughing away, doctors of death, killing our patients to breath, we are the pain you can trust, hope it work? Spoken of curses and slurs, smoking my brain in a mush. I became famous for blaming you, fuck, naming my way through the brush. There was no training or taming of me and my bro. Live like a man, but I'm animal raw. We are the murderers there, That with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurting despair. Used to have power to push, now I smoke pounds of the push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit. Two runner over and out of this bitch. Woo-hoo. Woo. Step into the spotlight. Woo. My and counters get done. I'm in a rush to be numb. Dropping a thousand ain't much. Come the clouds on the, the turn turning salt so down in the dust. Don't make a sound, baby, hush. I am the living, swipe right on the mic. I'm a slut. I don't know how to not spit like a loud. I feel it pound on my kids on your couch. Half of a Mongol and mythical team. dealing this treacherous thing Legend says L is a spun out of. The myth is my mama's a murderous queen. Yo, I can hear like in Godfather One. You get the gun as I christen my son. If I die today, in this hell I should pay. Tell the Lord Mike, he said, fuck, it was fun. Every new rack is my dick in a pot. We get a doozy, the rulers a lot. You're getting used to me doing no wrong. I don't play chicken, you prick, I'm a fry. You wanna kick it, I'll give you the rise. You kiss the wood, chip, and blade if you bark. I'm fucking magic and fact I'm a war like a toss. I got a unicorn hardcore. Stop. Woo! <laughs> Like... (laughs)
0: it backwards normally you're supposed to say citations and then switch the picture but i didn't so i will say citations now we've got uh yama a song called liminal bringing us in and i uh i just love sync wave man can't say it enough I like instrumentals, ambient music. I like stuff that's uh, good, you know. All, all the music that's coming out now, man, it'll turn you into a joker. If that's the easiest way to describe it, man. It'll make you want to kill somebody. Um, the stuff I listen to, for some strange reason, and I know this is going to sound silly because it's just a bunch of beeps and tweets and do-do-do-do-do. You can feel the hardship and the adversity in the song and I don't know I guess you're able to impress upon your own emotions uh, songs that don't have words and so I really appreciate that whenever I find good tracks that's why I listen to synthwave rap will have me kill and shoot and trying to trying to murder somebody and laugh afterwards so salutations my friends and thank you for tuning into this edition of instagram live of instagram tuesday we will be going over your questions letting guests join us to talk about various things that are going on in the world right now uh one of i'll go ahead and say this so i can send it out there this is a unique question that we got from our audience they wanted us to in the second segment which is now uh take take calls on town observations so wherever you're at you know california texas colorado nevada like wherever you're at Ohio, New Hampshire, wherever you're at, call in. Let us know what it's like in your area, how people are, if they're freaking out, if you know they think COVID-19 is a hoax, um, what they thought about with the Black Lives Matter protests, all this other stuff that's going on. So uh, when we have guests on, I'll try to veer the conversation in that direction so we can talk about that. Um, but before going to the break, I want, to, um, I want to read this quote because I was just mentioning it all throughout like, uh, the previous transmission. Uh, the quote from Malcolm X saying that only a fool would let his enemy teach his children that it's that simple. It really does come from Malcolm X. Uh, but this next one, it comes from Martin Luther King. He says, we have fought hard and long for integration, as I believe we should have. And I know that we will win. But I've come to believe that we are integrating into a burning house. I'm afraid that America may be losing what moral vision she may have had. And I'm afraid that even as we integrate, we are walking into a place that does not understand that this nation needs to be deeply concerned with the plight of the poor and the disenfranchised. Until we commit ourselves to ensuring that the underclass is given justice and opportunity, we will continue to perpetuate the anger and the violence that tears at the soul of this nation. Are we that burning house? You know, uh, Juneteenth just passed and I said, uh, slavery didn't end, it just evolved. Now it includes everybody, it includes, it includes me, it includes your wife, it includes, it includes your kids. Slavery didn't end, it just evolved. That's why I've been using the gloves and the mask symbolism. That's what they're using. They're telling you, shut up put the gloves and the mask on, get in your house, wait to get shot up, slavery didn't end. It just evolved. So did we integrate into a burning house? Can, can, <laughs> can this system offer you freedom? I doubt it. I've always doubted it. No one can offer you other than the freedom that you were born with. There is no law that will give you your freedom. Let me, uh, let me, um, let me go ahead and get started with these topics. I want to finish off what we were talking about and what I have here on the paper. Um, some of the topics that people had asked me and then we'll go ahead and start pulling people in. Um, I just want to go ahead and say, since we're talking about famous black people, if you guys want to help make me famous or just make me even more badass, think about joining our Patreon inclusive membership program, patreon.com forward slash Faction you can do so by hitting that link in the description bar, joining. We have tiers that start at $4.99, 99 $1,10, however you want to support the operation. Just think about doing so. I mean, shucks, we could be shut down with over 46 million Americans not having work right now. We are in a weird way kind of dependent upon your guys' support and continued purchases in order to survive. And so this is the system of empowerment that I'm thinking that we need to create, that pro-human renaissance-based future. So I would have to unfortunately agree with you, MLK. Uh, A lot of people have integrated into this burning house, and now it's upon us to get them out. So, this piece right here. Is this the massive shift in consciousness that we need to perpetuate change? I'll be reading your guys' questions here uh, while trying to go over these. Uh, Jay, my eye, says, how's your, how's your mental health, Freedom Faction? I'm fucking crazy. Um, I'm taking a break off in the next couple of... Uh, I'm taking a break off come the start of July because of my mental health. I'm going camping. I'm going fishing. I'm going shooting. And I'm going to go uh, just get away for a bit. Because switching up from learning about biology, immunology, virology, it's crazy for us to switch from learning about all this stuff to talking about racism and history and politics and pseudo politics is so diametrically opposed that I'm going to be taking a break. Um and I think people should take a break too. Ironically enough a decent amount of our followers usually do. The last time I did, I'll say this and get into this. The last time I took a break, I think like our our, our page views went down from like like uh like 50,000 like a week to like 3,000. I forget like what it was, but People normally take breaks with us because it does kind of reach this critical mass point. But the question is, is this the massive shift in consciousness that we need to perpetuate change? That's a double edged sword. You know, How to, the, the answer is both yes and a no. You guys heard me talk about this more specifically with the audience when all this stuff happened. You had new agers coming around saying, oh, coronavirus is a good thing. And I guess because I wasn't as woke as them, I wasn't able to see it. I'm seeing people, you know, panic, die, freak out, governments try to manipulate and kill people, do all this crazy stuff. I couldn't think for the life of me, how could this be a good thing? But then, as all this chaos was happening, we began to see trending hashtags like hashtag arrest Bill Gates. We saw petitions reach millions in weeks. Is this the massive shift in consciousness that we need to perpetuate change? I would hope so. The problem is, is you have the woke mob who likes to co-opt things. You get me? Is this the mastership that we need to perpetuate change? This is what I was trying to what I was trying to underline in the previous segment. That it's not that these protests, they're no longer about George Floyd. These protests, they're no longer about police brutality, they're no longer about raising awareness to the blight of the african-american nope now it's 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 going to go even more extreme you see it's going to go take down your statues take down your gods destroy everything that you held sacred is this the massive shift in consciousness that we need in order to perpetuate change what type of change should we embrace this lawlessness should we embrace this deconstructivism this this destruction of culture is that something we should embrace? Is that the change? Because the problem I have is I don't see enough conscious change taking place. I see the woke change taking place, and this is something you guys have heard me talk about throughout the entirety of the show, our, our series, right? This stay woke phenomenon, because people are becoming radicalized with how much they know. Is this the massive shift that we need? In a weird way, yes and no. All these crazy things have to take place in order for us to really realize, What's important to us. When I asked the question a couple of years ago, then now so more than frequently, now more so than often, what values, what standards, what expectations, what goals, what achievements, what things are we bringing forth into the new world order? This is what we need to talk about. What type of change are we trying to create? You see, not fake uh, virtue signaling change. That was one of the one of the tidbits I had right there, how fake movements create uh, unreal responses. Not virtue signaling nonsense, but authentic change, you see. Is this the massive shift in consciousness that we need to perpetuate change? I would like to think that the coronavirus, as much as a flop as it was, it was able to wake people up to the things that are going on. But this is what I'm trying to talk about because of the fact that we went down this racist anger driven hate-filled path we were unable to heal we were unable to talk about what shifts needed to take place yeah for sure talk about a new normal talk about creating something better and different don't talk about the very same existing structure designed to rob you of your freedom and individuality giving it to you you get what i'm saying it's like a couple It's like a couple of months before all this COVID-19 stuff was going down, people were talking about, give me rights, give me rights, give me rights. And now that COVID-19 is here, you have people saying, take my rights. I don't need freedom. I don't need to not wear a mask, right? I don't need to abide by these edicts. I don't need to follow these guidelines. You see how that works? Is this the shift in consciousness that we need? I would hope that we would see all of this this stuff take place, all this stuff go down, and that we wouldn't be compliant, that we would want to fight back, that we begin to understand the importance of family, that we would understand the importance of God, the, understand the importance of private property, right? Understand the importance of, 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 of having a voice, of standing for something, of defending yourself. We just left off the previous segment talking about Harvard Magazine advocating for the abolition of the family during coronavirus, saying, you know what? A lot of people are homeschooling their kids because of coronavirus. Maybe we should run inside the homes and take the kids. What kind of shit is this? Why do we not see that this is an overt, anti-human, anti-God agenda? So that's why I say that's a very tricky question, which is why I wanted to bring it in here. Is this the massive shift in consciousness that we need to perpetuate change? Yes and no. No, we don't need all of this chaos. But at the same time, it is required in order for us to summon forth something better than ourselves. This is a question I asked you guys on in our Instagram story. I need to figure out a better way to just like archive all these questions. Are we all being called to something greater than ourselves? This is the frustration that you guys hear in me. I would I would much rather prefer to be working on creative creative projects, doing simple work, but I can't tell you what I'm doing behind the scenes because it's much more important than blah, blah 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 blah. They are they are they are. They are forcing us to step into things that we don't want to do. And because of this, we are having to become people that we never thought possible. This is why I said a couple weeks ago, some of your baristas are becoming bomb makers. It doesn't make sense. I'm, I guess I'm wanting to be like a farmer or somebody that takes care of humans and all this other stuff and animals in the land. I don't want to be a destroyer of men. I don't want to be a killer. Is this the massive shift in consciousness that we need to perpetuate change? I was trying to illustrate that. In the previous segment, that we have horrible leaders, that <laughs> we are we- that, that we are disenfranchised people following even weaker and corrupt people. We would not be in this position were we in a much higher moral standing. When I tell you that we are looking for a political solution to a spiritual problem, we're not right. People wanting. Government to be God. That's why I'm talking about China and, and them literally being the blueprint for the New World Order. You have to understand. The very same way that I fervently try to come up over here and explain these things to you guys, week after week, trying to talk about different things that we can do to basically win back civilization and care more about like our fellow, our fellow human to, to, to build each other up. The very same way that I like have this drive and this compulsion to do all this, you have to understand there are people, these deconstructivists, these destroyers, that have that very same compulsion. They, they, they feel the same way on the opposite end of the spectrum, though. They feel, and this is what I was trying to start the previous, the previous segment off saying, they feel as if they have a spiritual right to destroy everything you have, everything you own. Anything you hold sacred is up for free games to, the, to these type of people. Like, again, it just trips me out talking about last year or the year before last, the nihilism, the apathy, the suicide spirit, the scratching atheist, get a Satanist mindset, all of these different things that I'm talking about to see it just kind of converge to where we're at now at such, a, at, at such a fast pace is dangerous. It truly is. Because these people have given themselves over, they don't want to care. It's it's too hard to care. It is much easier to destroy. I need to move on from this part of the topic, man. Check and see if we got guests trying to join us and then I'll get into other stuff right there. You guys can join us by hitting that uh, little, what is that thing? It's like two faces hooked together. It's two smileys, two smiley faces uh, chilling over each other. You guys can join me by hitting that button right there. Uh, Or you guys can go ahead and ask me questions and I'll try to catch them uh, into... I'll try to catch them as we get into this. But the next part of uh, this question, or at least the next topic of this question is, what are different ways to elevate our consciousness? What are different ways to elevate our consciousness? You know, with all this stuff going on, I think everybody understands that it's becoming increasingly hard to, to disconnect. That's why I'm having a shout at you guys, telling you, hey, I'm taking a break. I, I know you don't care about blah blah, 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 but I'm going to be taking a break. Different ways to elevate our consciousness, other than putting down, you know, the idiot tube or the black or the black mirror man, and stop being programmed and beginning to think for yourself and programming yourself. That's a very watered down way to explain that. But I'll, I'll, I'll ask that to the audience. Uh, what are different ways or different things you've done to elevate your consciousness? For people asking if we save our lives uh you guys can follow our podcast that we've been doing for several years now type it into itunes google play music soundcloud mixcloud tune in radio podbean spotify radio we're everywhere factions of freedom.com or factions of freedom just type it in we release new episodes every friday we do these instagram lives every tuesday but i will be taking a break <laughs> come the start of july different ways to elevate your consciousness you know right now i've got like three three biblically oriented books right here my 365 day devotional my men's devotional and obviously the bible right here from reading to writing to crafting to working in the yard man to doing just i don't know like regular day charity style work like i don't I, i'm not sure how to say it Meditating, prayer, obviously these different types of things as well. Different ways to elevate your consciousness. Unplug, man. You've got to understand that we're not in we're not in normal times. And things are gonna intensify. The destabilization is gonna intensify. The, the the uncertainty is gonna intensify. The chaos is gonna intensify. The manufactured crises are gonna they're gonna explode. They're gonna multiply. only thing you can really do is try to figure out how to bring yourself back to focus back to center different ways to elevate your consciousness well what is it that's being introduced into your life that destroys your consciousness that destroys your peace and your your tranquility you see I uh, when I'm telling you guys that my life outside of this is actually very bountiful and filled with a lot of joy. It's because what we're dealing with is the underbelly of society and I have strategically not necessarily built up a wall or a buffer zone but I've tried to figure out ways to create like a zen zone It's the best way I describe it is create a sacred space, a healing space, a place for healing to take place. Now every weekend when I'm going out there into the mountains or every day when I'm working out at the gym or Every other day when I'm out there, you know, running by the river and stuff, that helps take off the stress and the pressure only so much. But when you pray, when you meditate, when you disconnect, when you reset, you're able to effectively figure out what exactly is it that, that, that hurts you? What exactly is it that you're, that you're attached to? Um, on Snapchat, a lot of you, none of you, thank, thank the Lord None of you guys follow me on Snapchat, but what I normally do on Snapchat is I do like my post-workout talks or my post uh, hike talks or when I'm in the mountains doing stuff, I kind of have these talks where I call the green mirror because right now what you're listening through is the black mirror. When I go out there in nature, I talk about li- looking through the green mirror and how when you're out there in the green mirror, all you're really doing is bringing your own drama <laughs> and you leave it there. That's the power of nature is that it takes from you all that you bring. Different ways to elevate your consciousness. People have to have that sort of self-awareness to where they see what's going on with them, where they end, and where the problem begins. One of the things I've never really truly appreciated with the new, the so-called New Age community is the fact that they don't address uh, 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 it's 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 uh, is it it's Carl Jung that talks about the shadow work, right? I don't appreciate the people within the New Age spiritual conscious movement ignore this fact that you need to address darker parts of yourself in order to heal. But because you've got a lot of people over here, you know, wor- worshiping crystals, right? Worshiping crystals and praying to unknown gods. They don't understand that it truly is balanced, that you have to understand why you have chosen to be happy, and understand that negativity is a part of life. Different ways to elevate your consciousness, challenge yourself, my friends. When I talk about the spiritual atrophy, the fact that people are withering away inside, that they are not, they're not, they're not all right, man. And I'm not saying I'm all right shit. Y'all know something's wrong with me. I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. And obviously I'm trying to figure it out. But the thing is, in this world where they preach tolerance, not respect, they force people to tolerate their insanity and instead of having a respect for sanctity, instead of having a respect for normalcy, they don't know themselves, they choose not to know themselves. They say, tolerate my insanity, I'm nuts. That's, that's lunacy, you see. Precisely, Nicholas. Spiritual atrophy, people are dying inside. I think somebody, a guest over here, I'm surprised we don't have any requests yet. I'm just saying. Um, we had a guest over here ask us, we're talking about spiritual hygiene. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oof. Oof. Oh my God. Blow my mind because it's a real thing. We talk about spiritual warfare, the evolution of warfare, things of this nature and more, but spiritual hygiene is very real. Different ways to elevate our consciousness. Even the rock music that I listen to when I work out has like positive themes to it. So when I'm chucking steel and iron around for two hours, it's still telling me, thank God, I am in a place where my demons can no longer reach me. But then my paranoid, complicated mind says, well, that's not true, EJ. You know that there are different demons at different realms of consciousness, different demons. That's why there's lower level, Lower level spirits for sure, but there are also more sophisticated spirits, more sophisticated evil that you have to watch out for. So, as you elevate your consciousness, as you become more and more aware as to who you are, you begin to learn and practice discernment. You see, but because again, there is no God, your God is dead, life sucks, kill yourself, you know, because of all this degenerate, retarded stuff they're talking, people are dead inside. The walking dead they're zombies they don't have the light shining inside them they don't want to share joy they want to control yours though you see and that's what i mean by these are not creators these are not savers these are not these aren't true freedom fighters these aren't revolutionaries these aren't renaissance workers you see me these are destroyers bro these aren't people that want to lift you up these are people that will (laughs) help These are the people that you call on your funeral so they can let you down one more time. Call them to be the pallbearers for your funeral so they can let you down one more time. <laughs> these are not heroes. Nope, these are villains. They're villains. Shucks, I mean, dude, you can go see a lineup of some of the people they arrested at some of these protests. They look like a lineup of characters out of Gotham. They, they straight up looked like they worked for the Joker. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy, man. People got like purple hair and blue eyes and weird looking crazy shit. And you're like, whoa, what hole did you crawl out of? But I'm ranting, I'm digressing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, have, I didn't mean to say that. That's, that's what I mean. These are destroyers. You guys might hear my chicken out there. These are destroyers. Let's get back to this. Different ways to elevate our consciousness right the thing the the topics i have up under that is clearing inner trauma acceptance and embracing the self these are questions that people questions and topics that people are asking me to talk about with you guys um i'm just here to shoot these out for you those are all different ways to elevate our consciousness man really clearing inner trauma you know accepting that there's some stuff that you can't fix and embracing uh, both your both yourself and your problems and your, your solutions and more. You know, I really, um, I want to, I want to kind of blend into talking about these things to really break down again, the psycho, the psycho spiritual configuration of humanity right now and how we're not, we're not well, you know, um, I don't, um, you guys hear me, you hear this coming out that I really don't like where this is taking us the kind of vindictive almost like borderline self-righteous, judgmental type stuff that's coming on out there. I don't like that because again, who are we to judge somebody for sitting differently? We can never, we, we, we don't know how people have become the, the person that they've become. All we can really do is help them change into who they want to be. But if people don't want to change, if they don't want to clear that inner trauma and they are committed, that's the important part. If they're committed to their destruction, it's only a matter of time until they're committed to yours. You get me, and that's the sad truth. Um, I'm just a, I'm just a dude that wants to try to help people, and I'm really realizing that not only do people not want to be helped, they're actually comfortable in their self-destruction, and if you try to help them, <laughs> they'll just be that pallbearer that you call on your funeral to help let you down one more time. You get what I'm saying, and because I'm trying to help so many different people I guess I just have to figure out at a certain level again embracing myself realizing that at a certain level I can't help people I can only help people that want to help themselves and there's a lot of people out there that have chosen this path of destruction that have chosen uh this this that have have just chosen this and that's all um before I move on to this clearing the inner trauma acceptance and the embracing of the self I want to briefly talk about uh The war on consciousness this is uh what i wanted to introduce when we were talking about deconstructivism year one um and things like this as well i think everybody i think everybody kind of understands to a weird degree that the, the war on consciousness is very real that's exactly what i'm talking about right now you know it's like a war of attrition with minds to really figure out like what what people are fighting for you know the fact that people could so easily be controlled from event to event to event to event that should show you that there is another element behind this, controlling this, orchestrating this, that doesn't have your best interest at heart. But the fact that people have been so, so, so belittled and so dumbed down that they're looking for some type of savior other than saving for themselves, man, it's it's it is truly an interesting phenomenon, an interesting phenomenon to witness. You know, again, longtime listeners and critical listeners of the show have heard me talk about that whole stay woke phenomena um, and how. You, you will not hear me say that type of stuff over here because I thoroughly believe that you need to be learning as much as you can every single day. There's no way that you can learn, that you can know everything. You have, to be, you have to be trying to seek after the truth actively in order to learn from it and then to begin to embed that into your life. But because we have nobody seeking truth, because you have people who are, again, giving over to the spirit of delusion, who are borderline embracing, that degeneracy, right? There's no, the, the truth is not in them, you see. And so when it comes to the world consciousness, it's like, how do we, how do we wake people up, but at the same time, not give them more, any more time than what's necessary? It's like, how do you speak on these things, but in a way that you wake people up, but don't spend too much time talking about the problem while simultaneously creating the future? This is our generation's ultimate task this is why we are the the transitional generation they're taking us someplace it is upon us to figure out where on that trajectory path we want to go we know what the end goal is how far in that rat hole do we want to be though hmm. i'll speak more on that maybe next week george orwell the brave new world the war on consciousness and more but i want to just kind of quickly insert that in here for people to think about you know because we have new listeners all the time somebody just asked how they could you know find the podcast Um, a topic that we talk about on the show quite frequently that I'm glad we discussed is the evolution of warfare spiritual warfare, psychological warfare, emotional warfare there's also the financial warfare aspect that we are beginning to develop to talk about with people we are experiencing so many different things right now coming against us that it comes back to being able to focus, figuring out where you stand, where your principles are, and what's important to you. Now, back to these topics. Clearing inner trauma. Clearing inner trauma. Now, this is something that really, quite honestly, people, um, I, I really do like these introspective questions. I think I like answering them because they're not political. They're apolitical. Everybody experiences these things and I can talk on that. I'm able to reach people a lot better talking about mental health issues, emotional issues, spiritual issues and more. I hate that I have to talk about politics because that's such a divisive thing. Clearing inner trauma. Let's start there. What's a good example to start this off with? You know? I, uh, the other week I told you guys that I got pulled over in a Prius for having like, a busted headlight. It's like, what, really? Do I hate cops because of that? Do I hate white people because of that? Do I hate the system because of that? No. That's, that's, that's not a good story. That's not a good story. Or not a good example. Uh, What's a better way to talk about clearing inner trauma, man? Like, I want to divulge some stuff with you guys, but I also don't want to tell you too much, make you think I'm crazy. Clearing inner trauma, huh? Clearing inner trauma. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm like legit stumped because I have some stuff that I could say, but I don't want to say it because it'll, it'll make me sound crazy. Clearing inner trauma. You know, being a black kid, I'm sure everybody that's black and born in the nineties, you get it. Your parents probably beat you for some shit you probably deserved as a child. But, and I was talking about this today at the gym, we're about to give that ass kicking to all these Antifa cunts that they didn't get when they were a kid. They didn't get their asses beat they didn't learn the consequences of their mistakes when they were a kid so somebody's got to teach them clearing inner trauma when i was a kid i was uh as always as you can tell i cut up in class you know second grade i was beat every day because i was refusing to be called by my government name and i wanted to be called what i wanted to be called ej and so you know after like the school year being over, being a little bit over, almost over, the teacher calls the parents and says, "So your kid's like getting desensitized to the fact that he's that this is a bad thing that he needs to be called an answer to his government name instead of what he wants." Blah 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 blah. Parents talk to me, I play along. It is what it is. Now, fast forward to where I'm at today. Do I hold the school system accountable? Do I hate my parents for trying to teach me? Blah blah blah. What you, you get? What I'm trying to say. There's multiple instances throughout your childhood to where you can either nut up and say, hey, you're being a crap head or you can begin to blame the people who went through whatever. Clearing inner trauma for everybody is gonna be extremely difficult. It does not matter your situation. The problem is people begin to take that trauma and wear it as a badge. If I were to sit up over here and tell you guys like all the problems and stuff that's wrong with me, well, that would become the, 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 the meal of the day. You give me this is more that victimology. Boo hoo! Feel bad for EJ because some stuff happened to him that none of you motherfuckers can control. Only EJ can control what he feels regarding what happened to him. But because we now live in an emotionally based society to where we don't embrace facts or we get over things or we learn the lessons, we never heal. You see, clearing inner trauma is 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 is, is not easy. Like I know that's a simple example. You know, me, me me getting my butt beat when I was in second grade, but there's been mother there's been other instances in my life where I've had to teach myself these practices of being aware of, not necessarily the ignorance of others, but the accountability of myself, and I think that's the bigger part of it. Is are you aware of what you're doing? What caused some of these things? And on, and in all honesty, you know there are times where some of these traumatic experiences aren't caused by the individual. Sometimes some of these things happen externally. I'm trying to think of like a good example. It's like, uh, I'm trying to think of like a good example that like won't get me in trouble of, of, of external stuff that caused internal trauma and how you have to conquer the internal to, to, to match the external. I'm trying to find like a better example that won't get me in trouble. Um, and I just can't think of any. I wish I could. Nope. Help me out, Transcendent. We got our first guest. Help me out. We are gonna get our first guest on. Hopefully she can help me out with uh, clearing inner trauma. Hopefully. Sorry, I am not on point with these stories and examples today. I have more for acceptance and embracing the self, but clear and inner trauma. You know, I, I, I guess being raised a military brat, you're just kind of told, get up over it, do the work. You don't have time to be sitting here in your emotions. And for me, I guess I just learned to create the time for my emotions, even though it's not something that was instilled into me growing up. It's something that I taught myself. Uh so we're gonna go ahead and try to get our guest on, see if they're able to join us um and talk about some of these things. If not, what I'll do is I'll move forward with these topics and come back to talking about clearing inner trauma because obviously that one stumped me, which means that it is requ- it it's necessary to have better conversation. Oh, the little thing went away. We're gonna try one more time, transcendent. Um it might be because of uh, a number of reasons. Activity issues to Instagram Live to all kinds of issues. Okay. For some reason, it's not working, but okay. That's perfectly fine. We're going to move on about, uh, about different ways to elevate your consciousness. Now we're going to be talking about acceptance and embracing the self. Now, last year... Whenever I went to the uh, when I went to the Mindfulness New Mexico conference in 2019, they had a if you leave and then try to come back in it, you might be able to do it. Um, but I did try to get you in twice, try to leave it and then and rejoin, and then we'll get that we'll get that back in. Uh, but last year when I went to the um, not the United for Common Grounds Media Summit. the mindfulness new mexico conference of 2019 they had an event prior to the main event where we went to a essentially like a meditation hall and i had to take part in a group meditation and for somebody like myself it's very hard to turn off shut down turn off tune in and accept what is happening surrender is the word that kept coming to me surrender to this 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 greater love that you're about, about to be a part of, that ties into acceptance, because what I'm having to learn is that there aren't things that I can control. I'm having to accept basically my own limitations and realize that I can, I, I, I can do things, but I can't do everything. Let me see if I can get transcendence back on before I, before I get to uh, jaw jacking again, because I'll, 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 I'll keep going. Uh, whenever the COVID nineteen stuff happened, you guys heard me kind of freak out continually, because we I was seeing people put on masks, I was seeing people freak out, I was seeing people worry, and so I kind of had to accept that this has to run its course. Doesn't matter how much content you put out, how much you expose Bill Gates, how much traffic you're getting, how much of this, that, and the third. There's some stuff that you that you can't change, that you have to accept. We're getting this uh, this request one more time. Transcendent, we have a I'm going to try to get you in. We have like 10 or 15 more minutes. Ooh, Instagram, let me get my followers in, bro. Ooh. Oh, yes. You just going to block me out now? Do some, do some Yo.
2: Yo, yeah, what's going on, man? What are we talking about this time around?
0: We are talking about inner work, healing. This is this is strange. Uh, nah, somebody trying to get on before you, but I guess you got through. You got through the censorship. Nah, I'm, in,
1: I'm 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 definitely I like a lot of the um the freedom facts that you be putting out there like around the police reform, a lot of the stuff like China about to come over
0: here with the EMPs and all of that stuff. Like,
1: can you elaborate on that?
0: On the on the EMP attack from China? Yeah. Yes, I'm actually very glad you called in to talk about that. Uh, going into the weekend, that article came out from RT, and it talked about Pearl Harbor. Talked about China planning a Pearl Harbor type event on the on the U.S. Now, when this whole COVID-19 nonsense started happening, you had people from the QAnon sector saying that there was going to be three days of darkness. I couldn't figure out what that meant. Fast forward to where we're at now, you have intelligence articles and intelligence documents coming out talking about China preparing to release like a multi-pronged EMP attack that's designed to cripple our systems so they can come in, install 5G, work with, for it, work, work with uh, states like California and New York to help get us back online. Um, okay. did you, I, I'm not sure if you want me to read a little bit more, if you want me to read into this article, but... Uh,
1: Do you have any evidence that shows they tried that before and they failed, or something to around that ring? Like, is this something that they just created in the back of their head one day? They woke up. They, yeah, we're gonna hit them with the EMPs. You have evidence
0: they did that before. That, not that they've done that before, but that they have been planning it. Um, oh, they exactly. got.
1: Oh, okay. There's evidence they've been planning and talking this for a while now.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and last year, days. last year, I forget like what the specific document title is but it was like at the air force school of blah 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 something it talked about setting off a a potential EMP attack that would cripple like Chicago or some type of area like that if you want to if if you want something to look into where they where they've done like studies and stuff on this look into thunderstorm spiral and operation gotham shield thunderstorm spiral is a DOD defense intelligence agency operation where they basically see what happens if they have to combat in underground areas um take on t- take on armed people in underground areas and, and populated centers and things like this they're not
1: doing that right now with chop
0: i think so i think part of it yes i feel like part of what chop was used for was a dry run and a recruiting event to see how many people uh they could get a go get to go along with this this wasn't supposed to last. It was supposed to get people to come to. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't even catch uh, what name. I think it said YR Flocker. Okay, so yeah, uh, I mentioned Thunderstorm Spiral. Let me mention Gotham Shield, and then I'll get into this article right here. But Operation Gotham Shield is if they detonate like a nuke. Over Manhattan or, other, or some other populated center, they run drills to see what would happen uh, if they need to get out major personnel underneath like a short time frame um, and I again think this is one of the reasons why we saw some of the higher military figures move to the Cheyenne mountains during this time frame uh, because there's a lot of stuff going on right now guys it really does trick me out um, to see all this stuff go down you know if, if we were to get attacked right now we would just be like mopped up and wiped up because we have nobody defending us. We've got nobody standing around trying to defend us, nobody doing monitoring or surveillance. We're wide open for attack. Uh, but let me give them this article. It comes from SHTF Plans by Max Lavo. They put this up June the 23rd. And it says, could we be seeing the making of yet another false flag or psychological operation? The mainstream media knows what they are doing when they use words like Paul Pearl Harbor type attack. A recent claim by Dr. Peter Pry, expert from the EMP Task Force on Homeland and, security and National Security, claims that China is going to use an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse, to attack the United States. Pry claims there is a serious probability of China plotting a surprise EMP attack on the United States. Of course, this is based on mainstream fear-mongering, but, if the, but is there any truth to the fear? There is, considering the language used by mainstream media. Uh, I wanna pause right there to, to, to note that China and India are having such a clash right now that it's one of the biggest points of tension that they've had in over 20 years. They're talking about where, where, everyone talks about like a line of the sand. I forget like where it is on the border, but China and India are basically having a dispute about where that line of sand is and who crossed it. Uh, Going into the weekend, there were communist party soldiers that instead of shooting a gun, because that's an act of war, they use clubs, they use bats with nails in them to go in there and kill at least 20 different Indian officers. And that's what's creating this, did you cross the line? Where does this go? This, 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 this fight, right? And because we are working with, I think the prime minister of, of India is Narendra Modi or something like that, because we work with India, they get into a conflict with China, we're gonna rush right over to India to assist them. And we already have bad relations with China. So this is not too far off. Um, Also, Joe Biden would love it if you voted for China, China would love it if you voted for Joe Biden. Let me get back into this. It says the key word from the report is that China is planning a quote, Pearl Harbor type attack. As Josh Sigurdsson put it, the attack on Pearl Harbor was allowed to happen to provide order out of chaos. Just as the United States was working with China hand in hand for years under the guise of competition. So much of this so-called attack would be part of the overall New World Order plan. Maybe more than most of us would like to admit. It says that the global community has been working for a very long time to prop up China as a global order and surveillance state. It's the perfect guinea pig state for complete control over the masses. It's easy to just blame China and they are not innocent as a domineering totalitarian state. But this could also be part of the plan to destroy and maybe even eliminate some people in the U.S., an EMP attack would take down the grid, meaning there would be no electricity at your home. You wouldn't have access to Wi-Fi, and unless you pay cash, which is a good chunk of stores that won't even accept cash anymore, you won't be able to buy any goods. Whether this is a false flag or not, it's best to already be prepared. Most people will not be able to go a week. Most people will not be, and after a week, when people are hungry, they'll get desperate. If you're prepared and you're stocked up on food, you won't have an issue. If you're self-reliant and capable of producing your own food, you won't have an issue. I'll talk more about this on this week's episode. This is why all I can really do is again, recommend storable goods. Get yourself some, got the totes, got totes right here. You know, this is why we promote this type of stuff. Not only because of the riots and the protests and the food shortages and all this other stuff, the supply line shaking, but because people don't understand. People don't have foresight. People think, oh no, it, we, we all hope that these things will go away code goddess. You can find this article on our page. We put this up literally four hours ago. This has another false flag. China plans a Pearl Harbor type EAP attack on the U.S. Uh, it's got two other articles equipped with it that break down what's going on. First strike attack followed by a military invasion and occupation of America. This is what I was trying to allude to in the first segment with these communist infiltrators, how they're going to be the first ones lined up on the wall and shot dead because they can't be they can't be trusted. If they're willing to sell out their own country, hell, there's no way that they're going to be a part of the coming regime. So I would definitely recommend that you guys check it out. It is a, uh, this stuff is just so nuts, man. We are living in historic times. We truly are. And I was talking about clearing inner trauma, acceptance, and embracing the self. And then we got that, the, our, our, our guest coming in, uh, talking about the EMP attack. This is the only reason that I'm able to 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 effectively go through this stuff is because I do realize that I, I I only know so much. I can only do so much. But what I can do is I can prepare. You know, I can start I can start burying my food supply. I can start storing what's going on in my garden. I can start connecting with people in my neighborhood. I can start building my own network because at a certain level, this ties into that acceptance, realizing that. Some of this has to go the way of the dinosaurs. Some of this has to pass in order for something greater to come through. And so on that note, of an EMP attack being released, what do you guys think that's going to do? We're already talking right now about uh, the, the, the supply lines shutting down, inflation becoming a thing because the supply lines are shutting down. What happens? God forbid there's some type of EMP attack on the system. What's going to happen? Are people protected? Uh, transcendent, you're back with us. Let's go ahead and get you in here. Get you to close out for us. Um, roughly five or so minutes. Try to get Transcendent Consciousness back in here. Thank you, Ian. Um, and I'll say this too, for everybody else who's in New Mexico, I'm I'm working on stuff here locally. I have to figure out how to organize people within my area. Um, I would love to, I would love to have like an Instagram live meeting type deal, but with local people here where we can kind of have these discussions, open forum about what's going on. So give me some time, Ian. I would love to have you there and other people that I know are watching uh, businesses that I'm working with, where I can kind of have this same discussion about things, but with people in my general area that you, the audience can take and export to your local area as well. Um, no, I don't own land in New Mexico. I'm about to though. I will. I will for sure let you know. Transcendent. It, it, uh it's not letting you join. Take off your Wi Fi. Sometimes that might be it. Take off your Wi Fi and uh, have it only on your phone connection. That might help. D. Klegger. D. Klegger will be joining us. What's up, man? Salutations, D. Klegger. What does that stand for, bro? What's up? What does your name stand for, D. Klegger? So my name's David, and my last
3: name's Clegg, so uh, it's just kind of like a
0: little mix. I dig, I dig. Yeah,
3: how are you? How are you doing today?
0: I'm fired up as always, brother. How are you?
3: Doing pretty good, yeah.
0: Doing good. What did you, uh, where are you calling from, if you don't mind me asking, and what's it look like in your general area?
3: Uh, So yeah, I'm actually calling from Huntington Beach, California. So I've been living in Bend, Oregon the past couple years, but uh, kind of came home amid this whole pandemic thing. Um, my, my work was actually supposed to close down for a week. Um, but I was kind of doing a lot of research at that point and there was a lot of, I was kind of putting a lot of dots together and I was like, okay, this is going to be a multi-month ordeal, man. Like, (laughs) yeah. So my boss was very optimistic. Like, Hey, we're just going to close for a week. And I was like, eh, I think it's going to be, you know, a while. So decided to, uh, come home for a little bit I'm uh at my mom's place right now um just working at a local health market and just kind of getting ready for the next transition but um yeah I actually wanted to bounce some thoughts off of you is like you know I think in terms of protesting right now right like I think there's a lot of like there's a lot of hopeful efficacy to it of kind of appealing to the same broken system to uh you know hopefully restructure uh, restructure itself, if you will, right? And so, do you like do it. you see do you see efficacy in protesting and kind of appealing to the same broken authority system? Um, and also, um, you know, hypothetically, if if people were to go live off the grid, become self sufficient again, collaborate with like minded people, uh, you know, build our own systems um, to some capacity. You know, I guess for me, it's just hard to see. Is there really a solution to trying to break down this Goliath of a system that's built on? Uh, I mean, I mean, it's really built this way. You know what I mean? And I just feel like it's symptoms at this point. We're just seeing symptoms, it and it's really inflamed right now. But it's really no. It's it's really just a reflection of th- this system we've been dealing with for hundreds of years anyway, um, and beyond that. So, yeah, I don't know. Any thoughts on that,
0: man? Uh, no, you're, you're thousand. I love where your head's at. Um, I feel like that's the problem, is people are going to the very same people that have victimized them, disenfranchised them from their power, taking that from them and saying, hey, can I have my rights back, please? That's, that's not going to work. What we have to do is take what we can from this existing system and build a new one. So I, I like that you use that phrase, that we're appealing to a broken system. That's exactly what it is. To a degree, this system's collapsing. The fact, that we're tr- we're, the fact that we're printing trillions of dollars and expecting for that to prop it up, prop us up when we know that won't, that's evidence right there that this system is failing and that we need to emergency immediately come up with another one. People around the world are seeing this and so they're thinking, well, isn't communism a great system? I don't think so. I think we need a different ideology to help get us to where we're trying to go. I don't think communism is it. So I think you're right. We're trying to appeal to a broken system that doesn't have our best interest at heart. Right. And I won't. I won't lie. I kind of forgot the second part of the question. Um. Well, I think.
3: I think kind of like out of that is kind of the hopeful silver lining. But I, I think you you answer both of them in a sense of uh, you know kind of leaving this broken system, taking what is working to some oh, capacity oh. and, you know, putting that... Sorry, I, I
0: remember what you were saying. I'm sorry, okay. I, did, I didn't mean to... No, go for it. Go for it. With Chaz and what they're doing, they're, wow. we've had this conversation over here on the show and with different people all the time. It's a great concept in theory. I think we should all go off, buy a plot of land and go do that. The fact that they're doing that inside of a city, though, I think that's what's caused this backlash. If they were to do it, you know, similar to Waco or someplace else where they go and buy a plot of land, develop it, industrialize it, build their own like economy over there. I think nobody would have a problem with it. But the fact right. that it was carried out in this kind of like urban guerrilla kind of way, the message of it was ultimately uh, distorted. So I think that there is a solution, right, that we can kind of detach from this system of slavery and create like one of empowerment but it's not going to be easy. And when you have people, again, appealing to this broken system, thinking that the very system that took their rights is going to give their rights back because they, they scream they scream loud enough that that doesn't work. They're not actually thinking they're trying to bail out a system that's designed to destroy them. Does that make sense? Are you asking me? Yes.
3: No, <laughs> no,
0: it was, it was, yeah.
3: I mean, I, I totally agree with you. And in a nutshell is exactly how I felt. And I think, you know, I've been following your page for a while, and I'll, and while I'm on here, I just want to you know express my gratitude for what you do because it's so well articulated. And I think in the conspiratorial realm, we don't have a lot of good writers, is what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is it it it's kind of like uh, what's like that common. Uh, not it's not a phrase, but it it's basically when you're attacking it's ad hominem or something. I think when you're attacking somebody's character instead of what they're actually saying. And so I think often it gets lost in translation. A lot of these concepts, whether it's, you know, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, I don't even have to speak to specifics in this chat. Right. Um, And, you know, so I appreciate your journalism skills, your, your ability to write as you do and, and objectively look at what's going on and, Kind of create a conversation around it and let people kind of draw their own uh, conclusions. You know, David, it's David, it's
0: really important. David, you have you, we we've got about like forty seconds left, bro. What do you want to leave the audience with?
3: Um, you know, I think I think that this this uh, this situation is a magnifying glass for where we can work on ourselves and ultimately how we can become better people and be of service to others and. And it also reminds us of death, you know, at the end of the at the end of the day, we don't know what follows, uh, you know, the next chapter into our life, whether it's the eternal or it's the abyss. So get right with yourselves. Love the people around you. And uh, and that's all I got to say. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for all you do. You are
0: appreciated, bro. Stay safe out there. I, I, I wish you had more
3: time, man. No. Hey, dude, I'll come back on soon. Hey, go live more often. I would love to hop on here more often. So.
0: Every Tuesday, we try to be here. Every Tuesday, except we're taking a break come July. We'll be back (laughs) the 15th.
3: Cool, man. All right. Well, thanks, Freedom.
0: I'll catch you later, man. Stay safe, bro. I'll talk to you soon.